Episode 7, Finding Your Why. Welcome to Not Really Hungry, the podcast that explores how to eat mindfully, lose weight, and change your life. Now here's your host, Tanya Blankenship. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we are going to talk about finding your why. So I want you to think about why do you want to lose weight? Do you really know why or has it just always been in the back of your mind that you should lose weight? My goal is to help you change your life, not just hit a number on the scale. I don't recommend a quick fix because that won't last. I want to help you figure out how to live a happy and healthy life. One of my favorite quotes is, don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want in the moment. This is such a powerful reminder that the short-term pleasure does not help us achieve our long-term goals. But if you don't know what you want the most, it ends up just sounding like another boring, cliche, motivational phrase, right? So connecting to why you really want to lose weight deep down can make a huge difference in your success. Because when you face challenging situations, not if you face them, but when you face them, your reasons for wanting to change can help remind you why the effort is worth it. So when I say finding your why, I'm sure you've heard this idea called many different things. Back in my Weight Watcher days, they called it winning outcomes. And they defined winning outcomes as specific positive goals that are within your control and a good fit with your life. And the thing that I really liked about that is that they point out that it has to be something within your control. So we need to focus on ourselves, not on other people. We don't want our goals to be based on someone else doing something like I'd be able to lose weight if my husband didn't eat chips at night or something like that. Like we can't look to blame others and expect others to change in order for us to reach our goals. So way back in 2009, when I started my journey with Weight Watchers, my winning outcomes were, I wanted to be comfortable in my own skin. I wanted to be able to play sports again, like at family picnics and things like that. I wanted to be able to shop anywhere instead of being limited to Lane Bryant. I also wanted to be in control of my body and my mind and not feel like food was controlling me. And I wanted to be confident in my appearance. So those were the several things that I had listed out as my winning outcomes. At my lowest weight, I had lost 95 pounds and holding on to those reasons helped a lot. I was still struggling with my emotional eating. So I never really got to the point where I felt like I was in control of my body and my mind. And I knew that my reasons weren't really connecting with me as much as they had been in the beginning. So I do think that your why and your reasons for doing it will change over time, but I still think it's important to get some down on paper. In 2015, I had started reading the book called The Beck Diet Solution. And in that book, they encourage you to write all kinds of response cards for different situations. But the very first thing they recommend is making advantages response cards, which are basically index cards where you write out all the advantages of losing weight. It doesn't have to be an index card. Um, They just recommend that because it's easy to carry with you. So you have it, you know, available to read whenever you need it. 
the first time I did the winning outcomes list, that was 2009. So then it was six years later that I started doing my advantages cards. And at that time, my list was a little bit different. So in 2015, my list was be more confident and assertive, feel in control and accomplished, enjoy shopping for clothes, be strong and fit, lose my belly roll, <laughs> like myself more, and like what I see in the mirror. So some of the reasons were similar, and I had some new reasons, and then some of my reasons just became more specific. Then a few months later, I found out I was pregnant, and my fear basically took over, and I stopped working on my weight loss at all. And I don't feel like I was far enough into my mental work at that time to realize that I really could have continued that during my pregnancy. Um, at that time, I was just still really in the counting points mode, and I was worried that a restrictive diet would hurt my pregnancy. So of course, then I ended up going too far the other way and gained like 70 pounds while I was pregnant. Now here we are in 2019, so another four years later, and my why is different again. A big part of my why now is my son, and obviously he wasn't in the picture before. So all my initial reasons and goals are still there, but things are a lot different now. And now it's more about being healthy and being active and being able to do the things that I want to do in life. Um, I feel like now it's a little bit more about quality of life and a little less about my appearance. My appearance is still important, don't get me wrong, and I still am excited to, to buy smaller clothes, but now it's just more about being able to do the things I want to do. And my weight was holding me back from a lot of things. So like I said before, I really do think that our reasons will evolve and change based on how our lives change and based on where we're at in our journeys. I mean, the reasons that you have for wanting to get started maybe completely different after you've lost 20 or 50 or a hundred pounds. I mean, the, the things that keep you going are going to evolve over time. The point is, is that we need to find some emotional connections to our why. You want your reasons to make you feel excited about changing and about working towards your goals. And you want the reasons to be stronger than your urge for overeating. So when you're craving something that you know is not hunger and it's just an emotional craving, if you have a strong anchor holding you to your goals, that can make you stop and think like, is this cheesecake worth it? Is that more important than being able to run around and chase my son? You know, that's just an example that really hits home with me right now. So whatever your why is, you want it to be something that really connects with you and makes you question if the choice you're making is more important than your reasons for wanting to lose weight. So this is really the time to dream. What vision do you have for your life in the future? What does your ideal life look like? If you had no limitations and you could be at your goal weight tomorrow, how would your life look different? Don't stop yourself from dreaming with your negative Nancy thoughts. Just let your mind go to the wildest of ideas, okay? Like anything in your wildest dreams, that's what I want you to think about because so often we shut ourselves down before we even get started. You know, years ago when I was unhappy at my job and I thought I really wanted to make a change and get a new job, I held myself back for years because I kept saying, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't know if I could, you know, have the courage to do that. Who would want to hire me? all that crap. And 
it, it ties into my weight somewhat because part of my lack of confidence was because I was overweight again. So that's why I say like, don't judge any of it. Just think about your dreams and your visions with no judgment. And don't try to think about how in the world you could accomplish it. Just think about what you would want. All right. So now that I've got you thinking, I want you to really take action. Obviously, if you're driving or out walking, you don't have to do this right now. Just mark this episode as a favorite so you don't forget to come back to it. But what I want you to do is actually make a list. Don't just think about it. I want you to physically write it down and write down anything you can think of that would be an advantage to losing weight. Writing them down really like helps our brains process it and remember it more. And just make a list of as many as you can think of. And again, don't judge it. Just brainstorm, free flow, you know, mind dump and just get all of your ideas out. And I know a lot of us think we know the reasons, but once we start writing, a lot of deeper reasons might come up. You might have to ask yourself some questions a few times to kind of peel back the layers and really get to what the underlying motivator is that's going to be your fuel for change. And you'll know that you've hit on something when you can feel a strong emotion tied to it. Like for some of us to say, oh, I want to buy a smaller size or, you know, whatever your goal size is. For some of us, that might be a really big emotional motivator because you might have a memory of a time when you couldn't fit into that size or you were embarrassed about something. But then for other people, you know, to say, oh, I want to wear size eight or whatever, that might be no big deal for them. So they might have to look for something different. So that's my point is that it's individual to you because I can't tell you what's going to work for you. It's going to be different for everybody. Here's some things to think about to help you generate your list. So first of all, of course, why do you want to lose weight? But then also why now? Like what's going on in your life? Why at this point in your life, are you ready to do it or make the change? Think about how you want to look and how you want to feel. How you want to feel is so important. And a lot of times when we start out on weight loss, we really just think about how we want to look because that's what you see every day. And that's, you know, when you're trying on clothes, you see your size. And so we just think if we looked smaller, you know, life would be easier and things like that. But really thinking about how you want to feel can make a huge difference. You know, do you want to feel proud of yourself? Do you want to feel confident, relaxed in your own skin, happy, friendly? You know, those are all things that, that might come up as you're going through this. And then again, think about how would your life be different if you did lose weight? What are the things that you want to be able to do that your weight is preventing you from doing? And what do you want more than anything else? Do you know? I didn't know. I mean, that's something that takes some really deep introspection to get to that. Do the work, write it down, keep going until you hit something that feels powerful because it can really make a difference. So another thing you can think about is how losing weight will affect your social life, your relationships with your partner or your friends or your coworkers. How could losing weight affect your career, your energy level, your ability to participate in hobbies? How can losing weight affect your body image and even your mental health? 
Those are all areas that tie into your weight. So if you're having a hard time thinking of something, think about those different areas and what you struggle with now and how they could be different. So in the book, The Beck Diet Solution that I mentioned earlier, there was a whole list of advantages that other people have given. So I'm going to throw some out as some examples, again, just to get your brain going and help you brainstorm. So here's some sample advantages. Being less self-conscious, having more energy, feeling in control, having more confidence, feel more outgoing, traveling is easier, you'll live longer, you can get off medication, reduce the risk of disease, like yourself more, enjoy intimacy more, and feel accomplished. Those are all great reasons. But again, you need to find the one that really connects with you. Those are just some ideas to get you thinking. The other thing that you can do is if you look through my um, Facebook or Instagram feeds for the month of November 2019, I was doing um, the 30 days, 30 ways. Every day in the month of November, I was sharing one benefit to losing weight or one way that my life has improved as I've lost weight. And my life has changed so much from something simple like being able to cross my legs to something very emotional like overcoming some of my fears. So each day I go into more detail about the topic. So you might find that helpful too. I am planning to put them all together in one big blog post so that you have a one-stop place for those ideas. Um, I don't know if I'll have that done by the time the podcast airs, but if I do, I'll put a link in the show notes. All right. So once you have your list, go through and just rate them as to what's most important and what's least important, and then rearrange your list in the order of importance. Then what the Beck diet solution suggests is that you keep your list with you all the time so you can read it during the difficult situations. So they recommend reading it twice a day. And anytime you need a reminder, if you start having those negative Nancy thoughts. So it's going to vary for each of you when you need the reminder the most, but it is a great idea to read it first thing in the morning. Most of us usually wake up pretty motivated and pretty gung-ho in the mornings. You know, we haven't run into any stress or temptations yet usually, but it's still a good idea to read it first thing in the morning just to get your brain in the right space and get your day started off right. Another option is that you could read it before each meal so that you remember going into the meal, hey, this is why I'm choosing to eat more mindfully and this is why I'm choosing to perhaps start eating smaller portions because of these reasons or these advantages and these are more important to me than, you know, eating till I'm stuffed. You might want to read it before going into a social situation that you're nervous about or if you have a certain time of day that you struggle with stress eating or emotional eating that would be a great time to do it too. When I tried doing this in 2015, I would always read the cards at night. Nighttime eating was always the hardest thing for me. You know, the end of the day, you're tired, you're winding down. Usually for me, I was sitting in front of the TV and it was just my habit. And it was, I don't know, somewhat comforting or relaxing to sit down with the snack. But I was really trying to break that habit, so I would get out my cards every night and read through them instead of eating to remind myself why I was trying to change the behavior. Every time you read it, it helps you strengthen your positive voice, who I call positive patty. So you want to strengthen your positive patty voice and weaken your negative Nancy voice. 
And every time you read your list, it's going to help with that. Even if you don't listen to it, I mean, even if you read your list and then you still end up overeating or doing the thing you were trying not to do, it's okay. Reading the list is still valuable because the more you get it in there, the more your brain will eventually start to really listen and really start believing that you're serious about it. So the important thing is though, don't just, you know, read through it and gloss over it. Really think about the things that are on there. Obviously, you're not going to read the entire list every time, but if you're reading your top reasons, it should be quick and you should be able to visualize how you will feel based on those advantages that you wrote down. But don't just, you know, glance at it and be like, yeah, yeah, I know the reasons. You really need to stop and think about each item to have it make a difference. Another idea that I thought was really cool was you could schedule emails to yourself. Um, I don't know if all the email programs do this, but I know you can in Gmail. When you go to send a message, you can actually schedule it for a future delivery. So you could schedule a few emails to yourself, you know, sending yourself reminders of your advantages or just sending yourself a reminder to read your list. And you can also set reminders on your phone to pop up and again, tell you to read the list or just something to pop up with a key advantage. Like you could have something pop up on your phone that says, I want to have energy to play with my son, or I want to be more confident in social situations or whatever your reason is, you can have that pop up on your phone at key times to really remind you also. You could also write the list in your planner or journal if you use one. Um, if you're using the core four meal planner, you could write it somewhere on your weekly plan or you know you could write reminders on your daily plan sheets because the more you write it, the more you're going to really remember it and the more your brain's really going to start to pay attention. So even if you just pick you know your top two or three reasons and you rewrite them periodically throughout the week, that will help cement it in your brain also. And you could also use post-it notes um, on your bathroom mirror or your refrigerator or you know somewhere that you will see it a lot throughout the day. All right, so be sure that you set a reminder on your phone or on your calendar to remind you to read your list at least twice a day. Don't leave it up to your memory because if you're anything like me, you will forget the second the podcast turns off because we are all so busy and we have so many things going on in our brains. It doesn't matter how great the idea is, it can be gone. I, I can't tell you how many times I've told myself something like five times when I'm getting ready, don't forget to do this, don't forget to do this. And then I'm driving to work and go, oh, yep, I forgot. So I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that problem. So schedule something right now so you don't forget. The other key thing is you really want to get in the habit of reading them every day because the more you do it, the more it gets into your brain and can create the new thought pattern. And it only takes a minute or two to read it. So do not fall into the trap of I'm too busy or, you know, I have this going on or that going on. You can take two minutes to read your list. The more you do it, the more helpful it will be. And it is really worth it to help you resist your temptations in the long run. So I'm sure some of you are having negative Nancy thoughts right now. Like, is this really worth it? This will be a pain. I don't want to take the time to do it. It's too hard to resist the food. I don't need to make a list. I know the reasons. This won't work for me. I shouldn't even bother. Do any of those sound familiar? I definitely have been there. And... What I can tell you is that it is definitely worth it. 
now that I am finally working through my crap and overcoming my emotional eating issues, it is 100% absolutely worth it. It's not too hard. We tell ourselves it's hard and that gives us a little convenient excuse. I'm not saying it's not challenging. Um, Anytime we change behaviors or change habits, of course, it's going to be challenging, but it's not too hard. We can handle it and we can absolutely do it. We just have to be willing to find the thing that we're going to commit to. So that's my challenge to you is what will you commit to? Will you commit to making your list of reasons? Will you commit to reading your list? When will you read your list? And how will you remember to read your list? That's what I want to challenge all of you to do. Just give it a try. I mean, what do you have to lose, right? If it doesn't work, oh well. You know, you spend a few minutes of your time. But if it does work, like it did for me, you could completely change your life and change your thoughts about your eating. And I'm not trying to brag or act like I'm so awesome or anything, but I just really want you guys to know that it doesn't always have to be so hard. And the fact that I rarely even think about snacking at night now is like a miracle to me. Nighttime eating was like the hardest thing for me and the thing that I never thought I would be able to conquer. And the fact that I feel like I've done it now is just amazing. And I didn't do anything magical or special, honestly. All I did was really start listening to my body and really start asking myself those questions of what do I really want for my life? Why do I want it? And what am I willing to do to get it? And I wanted to find a way that I could really finally have a lifestyle and have something that I felt like I could do forever. And when I was trying to get to the root of the problem with nighttime eating, I knew that a lot of it was just being tired or because it was a habit, but I also knew there was more going on. And once I really started practicing more mindful eating and tuning into my hunger cues and stuff, then it kind of became like, oh, I don't know what the word is, but it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't eat at night anymore because I had become aware of how long I would stay full between meals and how often I needed to eat and things like that. So I knew that two hours after dinner, I was not physically hungry. I mean, if I can go four or five hours sometimes between my other meals, I'm not hungry at 8 p.m. when I just finished dinner at six. Like, get real, okay? So getting in tune with all of my patterns and habits really helped me with the nighttime eating. I mean, I thought for the longest time I just needed to figure out what the problem was at night. But by me figuring out the rest of my eating patterns and the rest of my challenges throughout the day, that really helped me with my nighttime eating too. And I started talking to my husband more. Um, I started writing things down more. And I just started really challenging myself and asking myself those tough questions. I've said it a million times that mean is not motivating and I don't want you guys to be mean to yourself or beat yourself up or be hard on yourself, but you can ask yourself the tough questions in a compassionate way. You can ask yourself those questions of why do I want to eat right now? Am I actually hungry? And if you're not hungry, eating isn't going to fix it. 
I promise you, I tried it for years. It might make you feel better in the moment while you're eating, but then as soon as you're done eating, whatever you were trying to deal with is still going to be there. So a lot of times for me, it was being overtired. So I should have just been going to bed. You know, sometimes it was a boredom or frustration or escape because there were some things in my life I wasn't super happy with, but I didn't feel like I had the energy to deal with them. So I would just kind of eat to numb it out. So I didn't think about it. And I think that's why a lot of us do struggle with mindless eating and overeating is because we aren't ready to ask ourselves those hard questions. And that's okay, but I just want you to be aware of it. I lived in denial for a long time and, you know, I would just eat to quiet my mind down instead of really thinking about the things that I wanted to change in my life. And it's not always bad. I think when I talk about emotional eating, I always make it sound like it's you know, sad or tragic or stressful, but sometimes it can be a happy thing too. I mean, plenty of times that we overeat at parties and holidays because we're just having fun and not paying attention, but awareness is really the key and paying attention and identifying your why is a big part of awareness because the more you are aware of what you want and why you're doing the things you're doing, the easier it's going to be for you to actually make some sustainable changes. So I have rambled on long enough, but I really hope that this helps you get to the root of your why and your big reason for wanting to lose weight and that it helps you start moving forward towards that goal. And as always, if I can do anything to help you, please reach out on Facebook or Instagram. You can email me or leave a voicemail for me, however you prefer, but I am here to help. And I really believe that all of us can get there. So just hang in there and keep trying and you can do it. All right, guys, until next time, remember, eat mindfully so you can lose weight and change your life. Thanks for listening to the Not Really Hungry podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email podcast at notreallyhungry.com. Or leave a voicemail at 330-595-4662. If you want to hear more from Not Really Hungry, check out the blog at notreallyhungry.com, where you'll find even more ways to eat mindfully, lose weight, and change your life.